Hi, I'm Antoinette Londichon, and I'm delighted to be here today with Matthew Rohn of Two Mountain Winery. Uh, these guys are out of Washington State, and I'm delighted. I mean, I emphasize that to be here with Matthew today because we get an opportunity to see what establishing a winery is like and then building the foundations of it spreading the word and creating essentially one of the best wineries in Washington State, Two Mountain Winery. Uh, Matthew, before we go any further, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, and now that I'll stop blushing, I guess. Um, um, yeah, my name is Matthew Ron. Um, I am a winemaker and co-owner of Two Mountain Winery in Washington State. Right. So we have some really cool stuff that we can go into uh, regarding to Mountain Winery. Yeah. Um, so we have your uncle that was playing a, a major role in the establishment of the winery, but he was not alone. You were by his side. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you sort of got convinced to pick up a, a shovel and start digging dirt, planting vineyards? <laughs> Um, I, I would uh, love to tell you that the, the long romantic story is it's something I had wanted to do my entire life. But the reality is, is when I, uh, when he presented me with the option, it was about, it was as I was graduating from university and um, my family was an old apple farming and, and sweet cherry fa farming family here in our location right here. In fact, our mother grew up right here. Um, and uh, my, my kind of, how I got into it was he said he was going to start it and needed help. And, and I didn't feel like handing out resumes to go find a real job after university. So I said, I would try it for a summer and I helped him plant our original vineyard literally a week after I graduated from university. And I've been here ever since. And that was back in, it was almost 20, almost 25 years ago now. So, um, so my, my, the romantic side of it is it was something that I always wanted I always liked working with him and I enjoyed drinking wine from the age of about 15 on, but the non like it's, you know, in Washington state, when I was coming up, it was um, the person that graduated from high school um, or even from university that wanted to be into the wine business didn't exist because our industry was so young at that period, at that period of time. And so I was kind of on the very beginning stage of the, of the growth and as such and since then now all the universities have programs and all the junior colleges have programs and people come out of high school wanting to get into viticulture and analogy so i my, my story isn't romantic but it's my story so <laughs> and we uh i saw that you graduated uh studying agricultural business so you you yes. had a tendency to go in that vein um but you never thought that you would pop out uh making wine um how did you sort of make the jump from um sort of uh, the viticulture aspect to the winemaking part of it well back then it was i did everything i did the viticulture and then i learned how to do the winemaking from a neighbor who was our, our official consultant but then um also from just all of our friends and neighbors all of my uncle's friends and neighbors were the ones that start basically started the washington wine industry as we know it today um, the, the OGs, if you will, the people that are up on the pedestals for, for all the new people, he were, those were the, his friends. And so that's how, those are the people I actually learned how to start tasting wine from when I was 15, 16, 17, 19 years old, going to dinners. And it was all of these people in this room and they just were like, just don't tell anybody you're here type of thing. And so that's how I started tasting wine. Um, and so I learned in inevitably my palate was being developed by that and that was more of the old school washington which is a little bit more european in structure 
uh, and stylistic, but it was also, so in the early days, like I was doing it all. Like we still had 300 acres of, of apples to that my uncle was farming. And, and so he kind of turned me loose with the vineyard and then said, figure out how to make wine and, and then we'll figure out how to grow this thing together. And so it was, it was, you know, and that, that for me is the actual very, is the very cool part about it. It was, it was a lot of just kind of stick your finger in the air and see which direction we needed to go. But that was, was a little bit of the, the industry was really bit building and, and gaining a, a bit of a, a steamroll at that point in time. So it was, it's kind of fun to be in that early stage and just have to do it all. Like it was, you know, one day I was out in the vineyard and next day I'm, you know, figuring out where to put tanks because we weren't even bringing grapes in yet. So it was, <laughs> and then, and then running the tasting room also after that. So it was a little bit of everything. <laughs> it's spectacular to, to have uh, someone here who essentially has a pioneering spirit uh, establishing something almost out of nothing, uh, but not only just, you know, making it, but also making it big. I mean, your wines are very widely distributed. They're high quality they're well recognized uh within the uh, the the award community um so you've really managed to not only climb the mountain but sit right on the peak of the mountain and uh, you have a, a really interesting business plan because you have something in every category which makes your wines incredibly accessible uh and the quality across the board is just outstanding um and just to touch on a few the varieties that you make you have Syrah, Cab Franc, uh, you have Cab Sauve, you even have a, I mean, a stellar Riesling that is just zipping with acidity and, and bright, fresh fruit. So you're not uh, one dimensional as a winemaker, uh, you, you are able to embrace different styles. Um, as a winemaker, which style is the most fun for you to play around with and to make? You know, that's a really, really good question. Um, I think the short answer, if I was just to say style, is we, and, and first of all, I'm very fortunate. Like, I, I, none of this would be possible without my brother as my partner. Like, like the things I don't do well, he does exceptionally well. And, and the things that he kind of struggles with, like, I probably do a little bit better with. We complement each other incredibly. And that's really the answer to the question that you're asking is because we are dedicated to being a state grown um and we are we were the first vineyards in washington to become you know certified sustainable by any standards and it all comes from basically my brother's kind of vision of where to take the vineyard because he grows he's the he's the vineyard manager he grows the grapes i kind of take care of the wine but in doing that to answer your question the style is we kind of focus on the grapes like as being dedicated to a state grown it's like whatever the vintage is giving us, it's, um, you know, we feel like we grow the grapes. We're not making the wine or we, we grow the wine. We're not, we're not making the wine, if that makes sense. Like, and, and it's kind of that little bit more of that kind of old mentality that, you know, say the old French and, and Spanish and, a, and Italian kind of methodology of this is what the vintage gave us. So this is where we're going to go with it. Um, and so we love this area, this place, this Yakima Valley, the Rattlesnake Hills portion of Washington. It allows us to grow all those different varieties that, that you're mentioning because it's, you know, like our Syrah and our Riesling grow eight feet from each other, which that doesn't happen in a lot of places in the world. Um, and so our, like my style, my favorite way of making wine is 
what is the flavor? What is the vintage? What is the what is the personality of what has been given? And and if we do our job well outside, the only job inside is to just kind of manage and massage those grapes and make it, you know, take them where they want to go. But that's the style that we're doing. Is that it's the place, it's the people, it's the personality, it's the it's the terroir essentially, which is not just dirt and air, right? The terroir is everything. Um, and so that's that's where really what our style is, but. Uh, you know, if we were to get into the nuance of it, I'd say, you know, keep it true, keep it kind of, you know, keep that acidity in the in the riesling and, you know, uh, the stretched out tannins and the reds and, you know, just enough oak to frame the wines. And so, minimalistic kind of European stylistically is probably our style. One of those things. Um, and it is, it strikes me that Two Mountain is, uh, the philosophy that you're talking about, uh, translates also to the, the, the staffing or the family of the winery, because, uh, you have people who have been with you for quite some time and, uh, you're, you're very, uh, happy to highlight all of their attributes and their contributions, uh, to the winery. And one of the things that might not be so well understood about the uh, workings of a winery is actually how crazy it gets during harvest and how many people you have running around and the chaos actually within the winery, the crush, the crushing. Uh, I mean, it's just insanity. Mm -hmm. So can you sort of paint a little bit of a picture of what it's like during harvest for you guys? Organized chaos. I think that's the, that's the easiest that's the easiest phrase to use is it's just what you said. It's very chaotic. There's a lot of things going on. There's some very late nights. There's some days that are a little bit earlier. Um, it's always a lot of fun, um, um, but it is organized chaos. Like you, you know where you're going. A lot of zigzag to get there, but in between. Um, and so it's, uh, at times it can be a little bit like a reality show at other times it's, it's a little bit like Camelot. So it's perfect. Um, uh, and so it's, uh, but between the, between the crush pad and the, all the vineyard aspects that we have going on, um, no one does just one job. It's, it's really fun that way. And everybody's kind of versed, um, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, it's just trucks and forklifts and <laughs> it's just organized chaos, but it's, it's in a good way. I mean that in a very positive way. Yeah, of course. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and, and then we get to the actual blending portion after everything has sort of settled mm -hmm. down for a little bit. And that's where sort of you start to flex maybe a little bit more than, than other people in the winery. And, and how do mm -hmm. you start visualizing from these base wines uh, and, and, and different perhaps uh, parcels uh, that you've vinified separately, how do you visualize them becoming the final product? Oh man, that's a, that's a great question. Um, that, and that's honestly the hardest part. Um, and you've been around this a long time as well. And so, you know, you know, as well as I do that, you know, seeing what is going to be in the future is the hard part. Um, and I think that there's like, there's a few different ways to be able to kind of make that happen. And some of that is looking at the technical and the kind of numerical side of things. Like what is the pH? What is the acid? What is the alcohol? Because those, those three things are the natural kind of preservatives and agers for wine. 
but then you also have to just kind of get into what is the mouthfeel? Like it's the sensory, what is the flavors? Um, and one of the things that we always do here is it's always like everybody has a say in it. So yeah, you're right. I do flex a little bit on that stuff and I can kind of see things and I, I have overall veto power. But when we sit down and actually do blending trials and, and start doing the wines that like you have in your store, every single person in that cellar has a voice in that. So from the the newest person that is that is just a cellar hand and, and dragging a hose to all the way up to our GM or assistant winemaker or sometimes even our taste room manager. Like when we get blends that we think we're getting close together, I get everybody's opinion in there and say, what do you guys think? Because everybody kind of has their own thing. And ultimately we're in the flavor business. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to marginalize that. I actually mean that to enhance like what wine is, is we're in the flavor business. And um, so I think when you can combine kind of gut feel and technical characteristics of it and kind of figure out how to mold those together. And I think that's where, that's where we can kind of, that's what we try to do in our facility is, is, is that even though my name is on the bottle, um, and although I have total veto power, if I want to, it doesn't mean that I'm at the top of the totem pole when it comes to that. Like everybody can make a compelling case and everybody can have a, have a say in it. And, you know, the more that my guys, that even from the very newest person that may not have ever really tasted wine in their life, they always have something good to say, like something you can glean from that. Like, Oh, I like that. You know? And the question is why? And they're like, I don't know. Blah. And you're like, okay, I, I think I understand where you're talking about. Um, and so that's, that's for us, that's the, that's the, that's where we start getting into a lot of fun. So. And you mentioned, uh, sustainability. Yes. Could you elaborate a little bit on that for us? Yeah. So sustainability, um, for us, it's kind of, it's the lane that we have chosen um, in, on the viticultural side of things. Um, and for us, we chose it because it's very holistic in, in approach. Uh, biodynamic is wonderful and it, it does focus with more of the microorganisms, the soil kind of work up through the plant, but it's very singular lane in that capacity, like do things with cycle with um, like kind of lunar cycles and, you know, um, you know, pest management through, through like birds of prey and sheep and whatever else is the case. Um, and organic is very singular lane because it's what chemicals are you putting on the, the, um, on the crops and which is both are wonderful. Both are fantastic. Um, where sustainability starts kind of separating out a little bit is it wants to know what the environmental aspect of it is. And you, you have to prove it. It's, it's a big application process. Um, but you, you deal with environmental. Um, so all of those things are combined along with let's be preventative in some capacities um well in all capacities as much as you can but not be egregious and everything um from soil all the way to water waste up to you know exposure and dust and the whole nine yards um but then there's then the it, it, basically sustainability is three legs it's it's the environmental it's the economic so are we good business partners with say you guys like are we big good business partners with our distributor you know well crafted in, in, in dc um, with some of our vendors that are we're buying things from so it, it becomes that whole rising tide raises all ships type of mentality but then the third and this is maybe the most important one for us or it's at least on par with the environmental is what is the social characteristics of of your business and that is more along the lines of what are you doing for your employees like what are your health and employment standards um you know can they buy groceries you know <laughs> so, you know it's that kind of stuff um 
as well as like what are you doing within the community to a degree as well um so that for us is is kind of the it's it's just what makes sense to us it's what's in our soul it's what it's what our grandfather taught us how to farm apples and cherries and you know do that kind of thing and and so we've taken that into the viticultural side and then became certified sustainable um as the first actually the very first vineyards in all of washington to become certified sustainable and now we're actually certified in two states for that for that reason so oh, it's it's incredible um one of the joys of working with your uh product line is that the we all obviously know the quality is there we're delighted thank you so much for the accessible pricing really makes our job very easy uh through retail um but also there's just this incredible story and the story doesn't stop just with your family with you, with your brother, amazing employees, but it also goes further into the environment. And all of this is really wrapped up nicely with a nice little bow tie of humility. Um, there's a lot of uh, sort of uh, humble roots uh, that, that you express, but the reality is the quality is there. Um, thank you. And uh, thank you uh, very much. But um, before we say goodbye to everyone, um, would you like to share a few few last words with us? You know, I, I, we kind of covered everything, but it's been just such a joy to be able to get out and, and show not only what we're doing, but also like what Washington is doing with with you guys um, and to be able to get out there and to kind of kind of do this whole sustainability thing. But I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is if it wasn't fun, if it wasn't for the people we get to work with. Um, there's no sense in doing it. Um, and, and it's, uh, we, we love the product. We love the industry and, um, you know, it's just kind of what we're having fun with. So we appreciate you and all of your customers for, for, you know, coming from that side of things and from making it more fun for us. Just for our customers and uh, wine yeah. club members that might decide to head out to Washington State and mm -hmm. visit you, do you have uh, facilities for reception? We do. Yep, we have a tasting room. Um, it's in one of our barrel rooms, actually, or oh. their barrel room. One of our barrel rooms is in our tasting room. However, you want to say it. Um, but yes, we do. We are only. And what's cool about this area is we're only about two and a half hours from uh, Seattle Tacoma International Airport. Uh, but it's a totally different world. In fact, is that I, I'm not sure about the screen that's behind you, but that looks like that's that's the Columbia River. Um, and so it's uh, like our side of the state is dry and it's it's arid. Um, so everything you're seeing there is accurate. Like if it doesn't get irrigated, it doesn't grow where we are. It's, it's absolute inland desert, which means that when it can be a little bit gloomy in the Seattle area, like two thirds of the state is sunny and hot. Um, and so it, it makes it really fun. It's really beautiful. Um, and like I said, we're only about two and a half hours from Seattle Tacoma International Airport. And it makes it an easy, easy drive. It's really beautiful, actually. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have anybody and everybody anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matthew. It's been an ultimate pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you next time you're in the city, in D.C. And uh, we'll see you then. I look forward to it. Thank you.